howdy. This is the Views from the Shot podcast. I'm your host, your one and only host, Tim Miller. And today, Wednesday, August 9th, 2023, I wish you the happiest of National Psychiatric Technician Appreciation Days. Today's show, as always, presented by Big Banter Sports. You can find Big Banter Sports on Twitter, Instagram, Threads, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. I'll just tell you right now, there's big things coming with Big Banter Sports. Obviously, the Views from the Shop podcast is a part of their network. I know some things are coming. Can't announce them yet, but I do know that there are some things coming there. So just make sure... You follow wherever you get your sports content, wherever you find your sports media. You've got to add Big Banter Sports into your mix. By the way, we broke some news yesterday. Maybe we didn't necessarily solely break the news, but we did help break some news. We'll talk about that in today's show. If you haven't found the views from the shot on Twitter, on Instagram, and on YouTube, Make sure you do that. There are big things coming as well. Obviously, we broke some news yesterday, but big things coming. Exclusive interviews are lined up. Can't announce them yet, but that should happen later on this month, and you're not going to want to miss out. You want to receive the content. You don't want to react to it. You want to receive it. So make sure you're following at the Shot Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Find Views from the Shot Podcast on YouTube. And make sure that you are subscribed wherever you get your podcast, so you're first in line to receive our exclusive content. With that said, let's move on. By the way, parts of today's show will be featured on our YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe there as well. Ohio State is set to take on UCLA In the CBS Sports Classic taking place on December 16th this year of 2023. Of course, if you already follow the views from the shot on Twitter, you know that this news broke yesterday promptly at 2 p.m. Eastern. That's when a bunch of news came out with various invitationals and tournaments releasing who would be playing who. Ohio State playing UCLA in the CBS Sports Classic. Now... We know Ohio State did not finish with the best record last year at 16-19. and However, they did have a very, very strong finish in the end of the year. Toward the end of the year, final couple of games, a win over Illinois, also playing very well in the Big Ten tournament. Wins over Wisconsin, Michigan State, Iowa, before finally losing to Purdue, the eventual Big Ten tournament champion in the Big Ten tournament semifinal game. Ohio State has at least a core now that we think can compete with a team in UCLA that is losing its top five scorers from a season ago. Now, while they are losing their top five scorers, including guys like Tiger Campbell, who was a strong point guard for the Bruins for several years, UCLA is bringing in a a really solid class. They've got the 12th ranked freshman class coming in with four in the top 100. That's more than Ohio State's got in the top 100. However, Ohio State still has the eighth best class in the nation when it comes to freshmen with three players in the top 100, three in the top 60-ish, you could even say, or 70-ish, depending on where 
you get your recruiting rankings. So the Buckeyes will take on the Bruins. The last time they played, by the way, wasn't that long ago. It was December of 2020. Ohio State actually picked up a victory in that one. They beat UCLA 77 to 70. UCLA owns the all-time series, though, at least since 1949 and 1950. That season, UCLA has won six games out of the nine played. So Ohio State with a losing record against UCLA all-time at three and six. Buckeyes will most likely lean on Felix Akpara, Bruce Thornton, Roddy Gale in this one, along with Jamison Battle. The biggest news though or the biggest matchup that Ohio State fans will watch UCLA's best player returning is Adam Bona he returns after declaring for the draft then opting out of the draft to return to UCLA he's a big time center for the Bruins that's going to be a matchup to watch you wonder if Zed Key will be ready by that time if he is Zed Key Felix Akpara they'll have their hands full trying to defend what could be a, a first round pick at UCLA So, Ohio State set to take on UCLA in the CBS Sports Classic. Again, that'll take place on December 16th, 3 p.m. North Carolina and Kentucky will follow. We weren't sure exactly who Ohio State would draw. We knew it was probably going to be Kentucky or UCLA since the Buckeyes just got North Carolina last season. But we know now this game, along with North Carolina and Kentucky, will be played at the State Farm Center in Atlanta, Georgia. And of course, we know Bruce Thornton. If if there are betting props in the state of Ohio, that's the first time that'll happen in a in a month of December because it will be this year, as sports betting has just become legal. I'm no advisor, but I'm just saying might be a Bruce Thornton takeover game. Bruce Thornton, obviously from Georgia himself, so we'll see what happens. But great matchup for Ohio State to take on UCLA. Obviously, they'll have Texas A&M and Alabama earlier in the season. They'll get another quote-unquote neutral site game with West Virginia to close out the non-conference slate in Cleveland, Ohio. Probably more of a Buckeye contingent there than West Virginia, but Ohio State has some nice names on the calendar. They add UCLA coming up for this upcoming season. And now, before we get into Big Ten expansion and conference realignment, I'm going to talk about a website that I feel very, very excited about that you should also make your way to if you haven't already, and that's College Basketball Analytics, cbbanalytics.com. Just go there if you don't mind. They're a sponsor of today's show and of every show moving forward. Indefinitely? It's hard to say. But I've been using College Basketball Analytics for several months now, and I've been using them specifically to put together the shows from the Views from the Shot podcast. So if you liked what you saw or heard when it came to five areas Ohio State can capitalize on or five areas Ohio State must improve on in the next season, a lot of those numbers and stats came from CVB Analytics. So if you want to be the smartest college basketball fan in the room, if you want to be the smartest Ohio State basketball fan in the room, just when you get the chance When you've got nothing better to do, when you've been scrolling through TikTok for 30 minutes and the endless cycle may never end, stop that cycle. Go to cbbanalytics.com. That's cbbanalytics.com. I highly recommend. You're going to like what you see. You can even create an account for free. There is a paid subscription as well, but the free account will give you a lot of what you need. So that's cbbanalytics.com. 
Let's chat conference realignment. This has been a whirlwind of news in not just college basketball, college football, but in all of college athletics. If there's one thing you need to know about any org, whether it be for-profit or quote-unquote not-for-profit, whether it be the software company that sits in Columbus, Ohio, or San Francisco, or Boston, or the manufacturing company in Chillicothe, Ohio, or wherever else it may be. Every organization is about gaining more revenue so they can continue to operate. The NCAA and the Big Ten and all the sports conferences are no different. So, what we know right now. Obviously, Ohio State is pulling in USC and UCLA. We already knew that was coming. The Big Ten pulling in USC, UCLA, not just Ohio State, obviously. They're going to join the Big Ten Conference coming up next season. Why is that big for the Big Ten? Well, it means that the Big Ten now has rights, essentially, to all of the butts who live in the Los Angeles market, which is a huge, huge market. May not be the biggest market for college sports, but it's certainly not the smallest. So that's huge. For the Big Ten, that helps them when it comes to gaining revenue. Now we learned over the weekend that Washington and Oregon also are going to join the Big Ten. That really doesn't come to a surprise either. We knew Oregon especially. There was a lot of talk about Oregon joining the Big Ten Conference. They're going to join along with Washington. By the way, the Pac-12 is just a shell of its former self. At this point, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah all exiting the Pac-12 to join the Big 12. So the Big 10 is now the Big 18. The the Big 12 will at some point probably be the Big 18 as well, and those two conferences can fight over who gets to be called the Big 18 or whatever else they'd like to be called. Now, what does this mean for college athletics in general? Well, you remember when I said that every org... It's all about getting more money, more revenue. That's the exact same case with the NCAA and with these conferences. Now, one thing I will say, first of all, the majority has been heard from people who I've spoken with, from other things that I've read. Typically, when you have an uproar or when you have a majority of people thinking something, it typically doesn't really matter because, again, revenue is tied to your butts. And if your butts continue to pay, then it doesn't matter. If you say you don't like it, if you pay, then you're essentially showing that it doesn't matter if you don't like it. You're still going to pay. Now, we haven't had the opportunity for TV viewership to go down or for tickets revenue to go down or anything like that. But it's been made very clear that the vast majority of people are not fans of this conference realignment move. Most people, and especially the hardcore fans, are fans of what college sports is all about, which is tradition, rivalry, certain structures being put in place geographically. All of those things now are up in the air, if not gone, potentially forever. However, voices have been heard. It's all about the money, and we've seen this previously with the NFL with the MLB, with the NBA, especially in the NBA, when they dipped their toes into current events a couple years ago, right or wrong, doesn't matter what my opinion is on that or what your opinion is on that. It doesn't really matter if it was right or wrong. The answer is, 
NBA fans stopped watching. Viewership went down. Ticket sales went down. And with it, sponsorship sales went down. So the NBA had to step out of that arena in response in order to keep all of its partners happy. And maybe we'll see college sports do the exact same thing. You never know. But again, people are willing to spend their money elsewhere. It's the same thing as you, where if you're tired of buying whole milk at the store, you know what you can do? You can go to skim milk. You can go to almond milk. You can try out cashew milk. You can take your money that used to be spent in one area and then stop spending it there and spend it elsewhere. That's how the world works. So if people decide, you know what? I'm not as excited about watching Ohio State take on Washington in basketball. I'm not going to renew my season tickets. Or I'm not all that excited about Rutgers and USC playing in football. I'm not going to watch that game for the big noon kickoff on Fox. Well, if viewership goes down and if ticket sales go down, then organizations will respond. So that's the first thing is if you are just absolutely living in a real world nightmare right now, worried about the direction and the future of college sports, it's okay. I'm here to pull you aside. I'm going to I'm going to give you those those foil type of blankets that those who have been in a fire and their houses burned down in those movies, I'm giving you that. I'm sitting you down. I'm saying, hey, look there, JoJo. It's okay. College sports are going to be fine. Make your voice heard. Spend your money where you may. It's going to be okay. And by the way, as long as in November, December, January, February, and March, we have Ohio State basketball on the hardwood playing against another team, even if we hate the charge rule, or even if the Buckeyes can't hit a three one night, or whatever, as long as we have that, we will be okay. However, what questions do we have about this conference realignment subject? Number one, and this is what is everyone is asking right now, no one knows what this is going to look like. You can talk to athletic directors, you can talk to head coaches within certain programs, No one has any idea how Rutgers field hockey team is going to go visit Washington consistently. No one has any idea how Oregon's women's soccer team is going to take on Penn State every once in a while. This travel situation, of course, money talks. Organizations are hoping that by spending from fans, the revenue share will be greater and the cost to cover all the travel and all the extra logistics will make everything okay. We'll see if that's the case. I have no idea. But the first question that we have that everyone has is what exactly is this going to look like? And no one has the answer to that right now. Now, more specific questions. What's the schedule going to look like for Big Ten basketball? And now we know for football, that's going to be a completely different topic of discussion. For basketball, You can almost fit in all 17 teams in the conference schedule and let Ohio State play every single team that's in the Big Ten. You can almost make it happen, but that's at the expense of Ohio State not playing Michigan State twice a year or not playing Wisconsin twice a year, not playing Indiana twice a year. Now, they don't play those teams twice a year. They only get Michigan State once this upcoming season, and I think Indiana once as well, but does that really even matter? Is that something that the suits who don't care about you and I, 
Is that something they're going to care about? Is the product on the court? Probably not. But it'll be interesting to see what happens with the schedule. What will the Big Ten tournament look like as well? Are you going to throw all 18 teams in the tournament? Is the tournament going to last from Monday through to Sunday for nearly a week? No idea what that will look like. Will you subtract the bottom four teams and continue to allow the the top four teams or to get a bye and, and you've got the you've got the the top four teams getting a double bye, the, the next four teams getting a bye. Who knows? The Big Ten tournament is another question in terms of what that will look like. More travel, more accommodations for hotels, and all those certain types of things are gonna have to be something that the Big Ten and, and all conferences think about as these conferences get bigger. Now, in a more specific note, I think one team is more apt to make this transition than any other. And to me, that's UCLA. So right now, UCLA is recruiting the living daylights out of everyone else on the West Coast. UCLA is doing a great job. Obviously, USC had us a top recruiting class coming in with Bronny James and a top two, three recruit in the nation as well in their freshman class. But UCLA consistently, and even with Mick Cronin, They've done a great job with recruiting and putting together a solid basketball team. We just talked about the Bruins in the previous segment and finishing 31-6 and in the last season, finishing in the Sweet 16, actually a disappointment most likely for UCLA, but they put together a really good season where they're in the top 10 pretty much the entire way through battling with Arizona to be the top team in the Pac-12. However, Mick Cronin has Midwestern roots. Obviously, he coached at Cincinnati for 12, 13 years, had a lot of success there. He knows the Midwest. He's recruited in the Big West. He's now recruited in California as well. So what is that going to mean for the Big Ten? Well, I think UCLA is going to be very, very well equipped to continue to be successful in a now much more competitive Big Ten where UCLA, obviously every year, they're going to be solid. Oregon, year over year, a pretty solid basketball program. Washington, not so much. USC could be. They've got the makings to be there. So UCLA, I don't think there's any question that they've got the best chance to immediately be successful day one in the Big Ten and maybe even win the first Big Ten conference title, whether that be regular season or in the conference tournament. And even moving forward, longevity there, as long as UCLA has got McCronin, they're going to be fine because they're going to now be able to dip into the Midwest and say, hey, you're from Indiana. You're the best player in Indiana. We want you to join us in LA. And oh, by the way, half of our games in the conference are going to be in the Midwest. You're going to return to home or somewhere near home several times. Your family, your parents, your friends, they'll be able to come watch you play several times. Whereas when you're playing in UCLA, in LA, you don't have that opportunity. So that's one thing. The other thing, my other question here, team specific wise is, Will the gaps widen between the number one team and the number 14 team, or now the number one team and the number 18 team? So obviously last year was kind of an anomaly where the number one team against the number 14 team, that wasn't close, but number one to 13, number one to 12, number two to 13, that was a little bit closer. Ohio State made a huge run in the tournament. Wisconsin, Rutgers just missed out on the Big Ten tournament. Penn State played its way into the NCAA tournament. So we saw some teams who maybe they they took an L in the Big Ten tournament. They missed out on the NCAA tournament. Others made it in who were a 10 seed in the Big Ten. We don't often see 
teams be so evenly matched. And of course, Purdue was kind of an anomaly too. But when you go to team two to team 13 and everywhere in between, everyone was close. Will gaps now widen. You look at Washington, for example. Again, they haven't made an NCAA tournament appearance since 2011. Sorry, they've made one tournament appearance. One tournament appearance since 2011. Huge difference there, I know. Sorry. But Washington, not the most prestigious basketball program. Well, they'll become even worse. Will teams like Rutgers, maybe not Rutgers, they've actually, they're they're finding some success recently and they seem to be trending upward. But Nebraska, Penn State, Minnesota, will they join teams like Washington and move to the back of the pack and that back of the pack be even worse? Because now, as you see it, a team like UCLA could go grab a recruit that Ohio State wanted in the state of Michigan or that Michigan State wanted in the state of Michigan because they're now probably going to recruit a little bit more in the Midwest. Well, if Ohio State doesn't get the target that they want because UCLA took them, maybe Ohio State's going to go take a product in Pennsylvania. And maybe that product in Pennsylvania was a player Rutgers was recruiting. Well, now Rutgers has to pivot, and they're going to go grab a player from New York. And that player from New York, who is a little bit worse than the player that they would have liked from Pennsylvania, for example... That player from New York was actually a target that Penn State had. Well, now Penn State is going to go have to grab a two-star from Kentucky. That makes Penn State worse. There's now 18 teams, rather than 14 teams, competing for the same talent in high school basketball. And those better teams are still going to have the opportunity to grab the best of the best, which means other teams in the Big Ten may end up getting at least somewhat worse. So that's another question I've got is Will Gaps wide. Conference expansion is going to be a huge area of, of discussion for everyone, not only in college basketball, not just college football, but everywhere in college athletics. We'll see how it affects Big Ten basketball specifically, but as long as we've got that round, orange, bouncy ball, five guys on each side, donning their own uniforms, playing hoops for two hours, that will allow us to forget about what's going on with conference realignment whether we like it or not. It is August and we are talking high school basketball recruiting news. Now, some would say, some are saying there's more of a buzz and more energy at the local Chuck E. Cheese than there is in high school basketball recruiting. And you would simply have to tell those people that they are wrong because there are real live things happening in high school basketball recruiting. And we're here to talk about it today including, of course, specifically Ohio State basketball updates. So let's start with a player that Ohio State has honed in on for several years now, and he's now announced he's going to make his decision sometime here in August, and that's Colin White. He's a shooting guard, class of 2024. He's narrowed his list officially to five. Of course, Ohio State is on that list. Joining with Ohio State is Northwestern, Cincinnati, Butler, and TCU. Now, White has visited four of the five schools on his top five. TCU is a school that he hasn't visited and that he said he also will not plan to visit before he makes his decision. So that's worth considering. White is a sharpshooter. He doesn't have great length, but at 6'6", he's got a good frame. He's got good height. And honestly, with a shooter, you're probably not looking for a guy with great length. Those things don't really go hand in hand when it comes to shooting and having great length. Now, Ohio State's been hot on him. 
He describes himself as a gritty and tough player, he said in a 247 Sports interview. His decision expected at the end of August. Ohio State has been recruiting this kid for several years. He's established a relationship specifically with Jake Diebler and with head coach Chris Holtman, of course. And this is a guy that Ohio State has been hot with. I did reach out to him. I spoke with him briefly. He's keeping his cards close to his chest, which I can appreciate. He said no leader has emerged yet. However, just so you know, when a player selects his commitment date, the leaders are there. You know where you're going. So, Colin White knows where you're going to. I think Ohio State is going to be near the top of the list, if not the number one contender to earn his services upcoming here two seasons from today. But, you never know. This is a guy who you should keep your eye on, Colin White. He's going to be a a top 25-ish recruit when it's all said and done from the state of Ohio. So this is a guy that Ohio State has invested a lot of time in, a lot of energy in, and they don't want to lose him with him being from the state of Ohio. He's grown up loving and watching the Ohio State Buckeyes. So it feels like Ohio State is going to have a really good shot to land this kid. There's no crystal balls or anything like that out there right now for Colin White. If I were to submit one, I wouldn't because I wouldn't want to be wrong. But I will say Ohio State has got a solid chance for Colin White. Trent Burns. Trent Burns is just outside the top 100. He's a four-star on on three recruiting services. He's a three-star on 247 Sports. Again, class of 2024. He's a 7-2 center. He's got an official visit scheduled to Columbus on October 7th. So he's got a chance to see Ohio State in person here in about two months exactly. He's also going to visit Xavier and Missouri, and he's already visited Purdue, Rice, and Tulsa. Pause very quickly here. My man has got Ohio State and Purdue on his list, and Xavier. That all makes sense. He also has Missouri, which doesn't really fit with Ohio State and Xavier and Purdue, for what it's worth. And then he's got Rice and Tulsa. Rice and Tulsa. Um, My man is considering schools with the prestige and likes of Purdue, which regularly will find themselves earning a number one or number two seat, not just in the Big Ten tournament, but in the NCAA tournament. Doesn't matter what they do after the fact. And he's also considering schools like Rice and Tulsa. This is the new age of college athletics it's odd but it is what it is Trent Burns as far as I'm aware Ohio State not the warmest on him right now again there's no crystal balls out for where Trent Burns will go but this is a guy that you should just have on your radar if a player is taking a visit to your school of choice then he should be on your radar take a look at his huddle take a look at his highlights Take a look at what articles are being said about him. Trent Burns is a guy who you should have on your list if you don't already. Jalik Dunkley Distant. First of all, this is first team All-American. This is McDonald's All-American name right here. Jalik Dunkley Distant. That's a beautiful basketball name. I don't care who you are. If you're a fan of college sports, you should want this guy on your roster just for the name alone. But it also helps that he's a four-star Four-star? Yeah, four-star. He's a four-star small forward in the class of 2024. Now, this is a guy not only with a beautiful basketball name, but he's also really good on the court. 
He's a versatile scorer. He's got elite speed. He can score in the fast break. He can score in transition. He can score on the drive. He, he's explosive and he can jump out of the gym. He's a super exceptional athlete. That is what you think of when you think of Jalik Dunkley Disson. Also, you think of his incredible name. Now, at this point, my guess is that Missouri is the leader for him. Ohio State and Xavier also battling to get Jalik Dunkley distant on their squads two seasons from now. Again, I think Missouri is a leader. I'm not sure that it's close. It's really, really hard to say. But this is a player, again, if you're an Ohio State fan, if you've been taking a break from consuming Ohio State basketball content because it's August, couldn't be us. We're Buckeye Sickos here on the Views from the Shop podcast. But this is another name to have your eye on. And then the last player who I'll talk about is not really all that likely to end up at Ohio State. But Ohio State is in his top five, and he's got a commitment date soon. And that's Aiden Shirell. 6'11", 220-pound, five-star center. He's one of the top, not just centers in the nation, but one of the top players in the nation. He's a top five, top 10, top 15 caliber player. Now, he has narrowed his list down to five. It includes Ohio State. It also includes Alabama, Oklahoma, Texas, and Michigan State. He's got a muscular frame. Super long arms, which will serve him well at the five. He can defend really well. But what sets Shirell apart from most other players in the nation in his class is that he's got more potential than just about anyone when it comes to scoring. Of course, he can score close to the basket. He's going to remind you a lot of a guy like Felix Akpara, especially with the size and with the build. But where Shirell excels and where he's already probably better than Felix Akpara is scoring away from the rim. He can shoot the three. He can spot up and score. He may not be the best off the dribble scoring from deep, but he can spot up and score when given open looks and even contested looks as well. So that's where everyone is excited about him. And that's why he's only got the top best of the best programs reaching out to him. And he's narrowed his list down to five very, very elite programs. Now, at this point, he's more likely to join Alabama than anyone else. It seems like Ohio State maybe is in second place right now. If that matters, I'm not sure why it does because as we know, if you ain't first, you're last. Whether Ohio State finishes second or fourth or 319th doesn't matter. If you don't get a guy, you just simply don't get a guy. So Ohio State fans may feel good about being second and and that's a nice little moral victory, I guess, that you can chalk up for the Ohio State basketball program, but doesn't look like Shirell is going to commit to Ohio State. He's got a commitment date on August 13th, so he will be announcing in less than a week from publishing this episode, but keep an eye on him and hold out hope. Maybe Ohio State can put something together, put together a a final push to get Shirell. Looks like he'll be at Alabama, even with the turnover there and the coaching staff and some internal issues that we have seen plenty of. It seems like Aiden Shirell is going to end up at Alabama. That's pretty much it for today's show. I think it's been productive. I'm going to go ahead and straighten up my papers here, as you can hear on the podcast. Appreciate you being here. Again, if you're here still, I appreciate it. It means the world to me. And one thing that you're going to want to make sure that you do, find us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, 
find us on YouTube. Exclusive interviews are set to come out soon. Big things are coming. We broke some news yesterday. Make sure that you're along the ride with us and you don't miss out. This has been the Views from the Shop podcast. I will shut up before you shut me off. Go Bucks. <laughs>